Yeah, shaking hands with hell. That's Arch Enemy from the Deceiver album, and you know what that is? Yeah, it's the official theme song of Megawatt Mayhem. Hello, planet Earth. How the hell are you? I'm JP, and you are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM in the city of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the show. For the next three hours, bringing you Molten Metal Mania live from the beautiful University of Calgary campus. So, hey, uh, as we like to do, as per a long-standing tradition on this show, we start off each and every week with songs about heavy metal, two of them to be precise. So tonight we're going to hear from Phantom X in a track called Metal Warrior. And starting us off from Brazil, we're going to hear from the band Steel Warrior and a track called Metal Rebel. It doesn't get any more metal than Megawatt Mayhem.
Metal Warrior. That's Phantom X from America from their debut album, Rise of the Phantom. That one came out in 2005 on Mausoleum Records. And before that, Steel Warrior, hailing from Brazil, and their track, Metal Rebel, from their third album, simply entitled Legends. And those legends put that out in 2008 as an independent release. Hello again, Megawatt Mayhem coming at you live, JP as well. Hey, let's talk about who we are and what we do. You are listening to Mighty CGSW 90.9 FM in the city of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And we also broadcast around the world on www.cgsw.com. Streaming, real audio, Radio Canada apps, all that great stuff. We podcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can go to www.cgsw.com as your source for all information and fun things about our lovely community radio station and beyond. Yeah, we have podcasts about eight or ten weeks worth backlogged for all the shows as well as original standalone podcasts. Check all of those out as well at your convenience. And if you're listening live, welcome. It's a lovely winter night here in Canada, but if you're listening in, you know, Australia or Brazil or wherever south of the equator, I hope you're having a lovely spring. Welcome to the show wherever you may be tuning in from. Even our fans who use the TELUS TV network channel 7065, I think, is the uh, the link for those guys as well. And I do have a humble Facebook page. That's the only social media that I do. I should probably do more, but I'm old and I don't get it. Bit of a Luddite. Uh, Facebook.com slash Megawatt Mayhem, where we post up what we've done in previous years and what's coming up playlists and of course you can always contact me through that venue or medium tonight is episode 1878 and again if you're listening live the original air date of this is march 3rd yes that's even more relevant if you're listening to the podcast at some point in the future yeah sunday march 3rd 2024 and what is tonight's theme well we're doing songbirds of metal What does that mean exactly? Well, coming up on March 8th, if you're listening to this live, it's International Women's Day. It's a day celebrated around the world, recognized by multiple nations and the United Nations as a day of recognition and honor of women to celebrate their accomplishments and achievements in, in all walks of life. In case you're wondering, International Men's Day is uh, Tuesday, November 19th this year as well in 2024. So keeping in the spirit of International Women's Day, um, what I'm going to be doing is talking, uh, doing a very special historical retrospective and analysis of a very specific type of female singer. And specifically, we're talking, for the vast, vast majority of the show, we're going to be talking about the Sopranos. Yes, the operatic, symphonic, orchestral style of heavy metal that has developed and become very popular around the world in the last couple decades. So we're going to be hearing from about 20 different bands, uh, about 17 different women. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm covering from roughly the very early origins of the style and the subgenre up till when it exploded probably uh, about 20 years ago. So we're talking 2006, somewhere in there. 
Now, before we launch into it, I want to make that there's a clear distinction. I'm not just not talking about female singers because, of course, female singers have been in rock music since the very beginning. Uh, you know, especially going back to, you know, 1976 with the Runaways and all that type of stuff. So that we're not just talking about women singers. We're talking about that operatic, symphonic, classically trained vocalist, the Sopranos, right? So... And there's a lot of them, so I think next year we'll be doing maybe a part two, and then maybe in future week, in future years, we'll do you know a, a look at the evolution of the the gruff or the harsh or the growling female vocals in hard rock and heavy metal. Make sense? So the show is going to be di- divided into sort of four main phases. We're going to look at the very early roots, uh, and then we're going to be looking at women as backing and guests, vocalists, and then as the uh, scene evolved, then women started to achieve a more dominant role when they become co-lead vocalists until finally we had sopranos as full lead vocalists of various metal bands. And we're going to trace the history through uh, especially Europe, all European bands tonight, because that's where the scene evolved and originated from. And we went from those humble roots now up today where we have literally hundreds and hundreds of bands in this style. It's an entire subgenre into itself with its own festival um, its own CD compilations, uh, websites, uh, anything that you could want. It's uh, a, just a very popular style that mixes two sonic styles together so well, and it's achieved an enormous amount of success and popularity. Shall we begin? 1986. Now, it's not often that you can pinpoint the origin of of a an art usually it's an evolutionary process where things artists evolve and then someone recognizes a trend or a pattern and then more people adapt it and then someone defines it or gives it a name and that applies to a degree to what we're talking to, to about tonight but it's rare that we can pinpoint a single point in time and with heavy metal you actually can now just a, a bit of a fair warning this is through a lot of research and a lot of, uh, a, a lot of investigation and talking to a lot of people. If there is an earlier example of the operatic female vocals in heavy metal, I haven't heard it. I don't know about it, and I've never met anyone who's met. But if you know one that comes before 1986, please, by all means, contact me, let me know, and I'll learn something, and we'll all learn something. However, as it stands right now, until until someone else can come up with a, a better example, we're going back to Switzerland, 1986, and the band Celtic Frost. That's right. Now, this band, uh, for whatever reason, decided to employ the vocal services of an opera, classically trained opera singer by the name of Claudia Maria Macri. That's M-O-K-R-I. The band was fairly avant-garde. They were a heavy band, and even on their first album, they were starting to introduce little bits of sonic uniqueness into their mixed in with their heaviness that wasn't very noticeable at first, but people did pick up on it and say, that's interesting. Why did you do that? And that's a, sort of a, the good sign of someone who makes a pi- pioneering sound or style. So from Celtic Frost, we're going back to the debut album. We're going to hear from the album To Megatherian. And we're going to go to the uh, track Usurper. 
Actually, was that 85? Maybe it was 85, excuse me. I'm going to double check. I think it was 85. So the song Usurper, now, it's, it's almost imperceptible. It's so short, but it's there. So if you listen carefully at the 153-minute mark, all of a sudden you hear this soprano vocal in the background. And some people, some observers are like, what the hell? Now, in all honesty, I didn't notice it that much myself. However, their next album was called Into the Pandemonium, 1987, just about 18 months later, Celtic Frost again. And Claudia Maria Mockery played a much bigger role. And this was the album that people went like, wow, that's neat. You have this sort of operatic singer with crushing metal. It's so bizarre. No one's ever done that before. And it was exciting and interesting and became a talking point. It became notable. And so from Celtic Frost, we're going to hear from that album, uh, Rexy Ray Requiem. So if we listen carefully, the first song, there's just a little snippet at about the two-minute mark. And then in the second song, Rexy Ray, we're going to hear Claudia Maria Mockery's uh, fine vocals in a much larger capacity. So let's do it. Let's start going back to the very roots of operatic metal with Celtic Frost, taking us to the very origins here on Megawatt Mayhem. <laughs>
Yeah, most certainly innovative, progressive, n- nothing like that had been heard before blending those two styles back in 1987, Celtic Frost with Rex Array, Rex Array. and before that, uh, from 1985, yes, I double-checked, Omegatherian, both of them featuring Claudia Maria Mockery on vocals, and uh, remember that name because we're going to hear from her again in a couple songs' time. Now we're going to move into the early 90s and bands, especially in the uh, black metal and gothic and death metal, some of the more extreme genres, started to bring soprano and operatic vocals into the mix. And one of the very first ones was from the Netherlands, a band called The Gathering. Uh, The Netherlands, Holland, if you prefer, is widely being regarded as sort of the epicenter of this style of metal. There are so many bands, dozens, um, probably just the European tradition of having music conservatives and a strong classical music tradition, as well as a strong rock scene subsidized through government arts programs and things like that, that they could mix these styles in these musical schools and come up with unique and interesting things. So from The Gathering, we're going way back to their debut album, which was called Always. It was released in 1992 on Foundation 2000 Records. And the, some people identify uh, The Gathering with their largest uh, measure of success was with their singer, Annette Van Giesenbergen. However, they did have two singers before that. Uh, she was preceded by Martine Van Loon. And on the very first album, which we're going to hear, uh, Marik Groot, G-R-O-O-T, So we're going to the Always album, the very first, and this is a very, very early example of um, a guest. She wasn't even a member of the band, just a female backup singer, a guest, but used to great effect. So let's hear the song. We're going to hear a song called Second Sunrise from The Gathering here on Megawatt Mayhem.
that is The Gathering, Second Sunrise, from the Always album, featuring the lovely vocals of Marika Groot. Moving on now, a few years down the road, uh, we're going to hear a few things from Sweden. Uh, Century Media record label also was fairly innovative and progressive in their signing of bands that were evolving from strictly death and black metal into more progressive and avant-garde musical stylings, and Tiamat was one of those bands. So from their third album, third, fourth, we're going to hear from the Wild Honey album, which came out in 1994 in Century Media. And we're going to hear a song called The R, simply the A-R, and it features the guest backup vocals of Bridget Zacher. Uh, she seemed to be Century, uh, Century Media's in-house vocalist because we're going to hear from her in a little bit as well. So let's check out Tiamat. This was a big stylistic shift for them, um, but welcome, certainly. And let's uh, let's hear what Miss Sacker sounds like working with Tiamat all those years ago, 30 years ago now, in 1994.
is Tiamat with a track called The R. Great record, that one, Wild Honey. And that was Birgit Zacher on vocals. So now we're going to go to Sweden. And this one was a fairly big leap forward. And we're going to hear from the band Therian. Now, earlier we heard Celtic Frost and the album Two Mega Therian. And Therian was certainly very much influenced and inspired by Celtic Frost. Great band out of Sweden. And the first three albums, they were straight up death metal of Darkness, Beyond Sanctorum, Symphony Masses, Hodrakon, Homegas. Great records. I liked them. But then they came out with their fourth record with a big stylistic change, and that was Lepaka Cliffoth in 1995. I remember this very clearly. I was living, I uh, just moved to Calgary, and a friend of mine in Vancouver had sent me this EP single from the new Therian album called The Beauty in Black. And I remember I was homesick that day, like with a wicked head cold and lying on the couch feeling sorry for myself, and the mailman came it's like, oh, lovely, a birthday present from my buddy Dave. I still have the CD to this day. So I put it on to, you know, ease my suffering. And I'm like, holy, what is this? And it was sort of a paradigm shift, I guess you could say. I know a lot of people use the word paradigm incorrectly to sound intelligent. But uh, it was definitely an evolution in sound. The guest female vocalist on this song was Claudia Maria Macri. So there it is, the perfect tie-in in Therian. And Therian also did a Celtic Frost cover on the on the Lepaka Cliffhoff album. So you could see this natural evolution. Here we are now 10 years later from 80, 85, 86, 87. Now we're into 95, 96. Therian also on that album had a song called Sirens in the Woods. It's a 10-minute masterpiece, and it had 12 guest vocalists six male six female and you had six female soprano vocalists singing on this thing so we're going to hear both of those we're going to hear siren in the woods that'll be the second song and we're going to start with the the beauty in the black and it's preceded by a little instrumental called arrival of the darkest queen and to me that's very appropriate to this is almost one of the the touchstones the key milestones of this type of soprano vocal being very in the forefront. The first few songs we've heard, heard it's sort of uh, just backup. This becomes much more prominent. So, uh, it's a beautiful song in my opinion. So let's hear it instead of talking about it. This is Therian, Arrival of the Darkest Queen and the Beauty in Black, here on Megawatt Mayhem. <laughs>
certainly an evolutionary piece in the history of Therian. That's Sirens in the Woods, going back to 1996, Nuclear Blast Records. And before that, Arrival of the Darkest Queen and the Beauty in Black. 1 a.m. Mountain Standard Time here on CGSW 90.9 FM. Uh, welcome if you're just joining us at the top of the hour. And we are doing Songbirds of Metal, a tribute to female soprano vocals in heavy metal following the origins and the roots of the genre. So here we are in the mid-90s, continuing our journey now. And we're going to hear from Moonspell from Portugal. Again, they started as a traditional death-slash-black metal band, but by 1996 on Century Media Records, they had really evolved as well, much uh, like Tiamat had. And uh, they used the services of Bridget Zacker again. So we're going to the Irreligious album, and we're going to hear a song called Raven's Claws. And the phenomena started to spread. Uh, in Norway, we heard from a band called Dismal Euphony. They put out their self-titled debut EP in 1996 on Napalm Records, one of the very early signings to Napalm Records. And they had uh, a vocalist by the name of Lynn Viet, who went by the stage name of Keldziva. And we're going to hear her as well. And we're going to hear a track from Dismal Euphony called Spellbound. So, yeah, Moonspell, Dismal Euphony, two pioneering bands that decided to embrace the gothic operatic symphonic vocal style. And let's enjoy them together now here on Megwad Mayhem. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Spellbound from Dismal Euphony with Lynn on vocals and before that Moonspell Ravenclaws from Religious. So we're starting to see, again, the evolution. We're starting to hear terms like the beauty and the beast, which is uh, sort of a metaphor for the gruff male vocals, the beast, and the clean, high female vocals, the operatic stuff, the beauty and the beast. Makes perfect sense, right? So while po- terms like that were becoming popular, we're seeing an evolution now from when the women were just kind of like hired by a bunch of guys to say, hey, we like your voice, sing it on a record, to now, you know, co-lead vocals. And our next example is from uh, 1995. We're staying in Norway with Theater of Tragedy. A very early example of co-lead vocalists where the the woman in in this case, Liv Christine Espinese is a full member of the band, you know, contributing to songwriting, composition, lyrics, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, wow, you know, and some of the metal guys are like, oh, you got a chick in your band. That's really cool, right? So Theater of Tragedy, we're going back to their self-titled album, and this song is called A Hamlet for a Slothful Vassal. Yeah, you heard me right. A Hamlet for a Slothful Vassal. We can figure that one out later. This song has roots going way as far back as 1994. A demo version was floating around. So, and uh, what can we say? Uh, Liv Christine is one of the titans, female vocal titans of metal. And we're going to hear more from her later. So let's check it out. 1995, Masker Records. This is Theater of Tragedy and a hamlet for a slothful vassal.
Excellent example of the form that was theater of tragedy in Hamlet for a slothful vassal. So if you've been following along from the beginning, we had our earliest examples where we have just the very slightest uh, vocal influence to some backing vocals and then guest vocals and then maybe some lyrics, lyrical contributions and then duets. And then now we're up to 1996, was 10 years in. It's really a breakout year. And in the next little bit, we're going to talk, we're going to hear about three bands. We're going to play two songs from each band. And all of these were very influential in their own way. You could say they're the big three. Now, before I tell you who they are, I, I'm sure you can imagine if you're a fan, long-time fan of the show or a fan of this style of music. So this is not, it's not a contest. It's not about who was first. We could try to pin it down. It's difficult. But it's more of a case of concurrent development, tracing the evolution of the sound. It's unlikely that an obscure band in Austria was familiar with what an obscure band in Finland was doing, was familiar with with a brand new obscure band in the Netherlands was doing. They were all kind of coming up with this independently, artistically, thinking what sounds neat, what's good. And it was just a matter of time before it started to explode. So we're going to hear from what I call the big three, and that is Nightwish, Within Temptation, and Edenbridge. Because Nightwish is the biggest band and the most readily identified in this style. We're going to start with them. Uh, then we're going to hear from Within Temptation and then Edenbridge. So from Nightwish, yeah, this was uh, just a, a revelation. You had a, a group of friends in Finland in music school, and they put out this little demo in October of 1996. It was like they're sitting around the campfire playing acoustic guitars. They're rock fans, they're metal fans. And they put together this this these songs and they have a friend Tara Tara Turin 
if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I always mispronounce her name. My apologies to her. And they said, you have an amazing voice. You should sing with us. So she did. And then the rest is history. I mean, the band just exploded, became a worldwide phenomenon. Right now, they're arguably one of the top five uh, best-selling, most influential metal bands of all time. We're going to hear a couple tracks from them. So from Nightwish, we're going to hear the Sleeping Sun Ballad. Uh, this was a single or kind of an EP called uh, The Four Ballads of the Eclipse. It came out in 1999 on Drakkar Records, and this just showcases her just incredible singing power. And going back to that original demo, which they have issued a number of times over the years, we're going to hear the song that started all, Nightwish, by Nightwish, the demo version from 96. And again, it's just a nice little simple acoustic campfire song. They put this out there. They didn't know where they're going, what they're doing. They're just teenagers. Yeah, but it became this thing. So let's hear from Nightwish, where for the first time we have a soprano, the leader of the band, the front woman, doing the soprano style. So is it the first? Is, was it Edenbridge? Was it Within Temptation? We'll make those arguments in a moment, but let's look at Nightwish right now. So this is Nightwish and Sleeping Sun. Beautiful songs by beautiful vocalist here on Make What Mayhem.
just gorgeous. And of course, the band went on to multi-platinum smash success, touring the world. And fans can be delighted to know their 10th album will be out this year. All right, so that's Nightwish, Finland. Meanwhile, over in Holland again, Within Temptation is a band, and they are starting to do their thing. So the Nightwish demo came out um, in October 96, but in September of 96, Within Temptation was starting to create their brand of music. Their singer was a woman by the name of Sharon Den Adele. Uh, and we're going to go back to 1997 with the DSFA record label. Their first album was simply entitled Enter. And we're going to hear a couple tracks from that one. We're going to hear the title track Enter and a song called Restless. And a fantastic singer, again, sort of like Tara and Liv, who we heard earlier, just a titan, pioneer, wonderful vocal. And I think you're going to like what you hear now. So let's do, uh, you know, again, a case of concurrent parallel development. Great band with an operatic lead singer and a founding pillar and member of the band. This is Within Temptation here on Megawatt Mayhem.
another fine example of the primal origins of operatic female-fronted metal bands, and that was the vocals of Sharon Den Adele with Within Temptation, Enter, and Restless from their debut album, taking us back as early as September 96. All right, now I'm going to get on my little high horse for a moment and share with you a theory. The third band that we've talked about in the the Holy Trinity or the big three of bands that started with a soprano lead female vocalist as a full member of the band. We talked about Nightwish and we heard from Within Temptation and now we're going to talk about Edenbridge. Now Edenbridge, I'm going to make a case for them belonging into the big three, although some people who maybe aren't as familiar with the band's history might not agree and here's why. Now... When Eden, Eden Bridge's first album came out in the year 2000. Now, these other bands we're talking about are mid-90s, mid you know, 90, 95, 96, 97. So at the surface level of perception, Eden Bridge from Austria, you think would be like, well, they're a latecomer. Some people even referred to them as a clone. And I, I don't like the term myself because, again, it, that the term clone implies lack of uh, creative creativity or artistic development or those types of things, which is not necessarily fair because if you dig into the history of the band, they're actually around quite a lot longer. For the band's 15th anniversary, they put out a deer, uh, put out, a, excuse me, a DVD, a six DVD set that actually ran, it was a, like a documentary and concerts and everything. It actually is like nine hours long. It's a monster. Uh, I'm a big fan of the band, so I bought it. And... I was intrigued to learn that the band had formed as early as 1994. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, that would put them as one of the first bands. So uh, they had some rehearsal room footage and stuff like this, and then they were talking about when their singer, and that's Sabine Edelsbacher, joined the band in 1996, and they started to do the sim- soprano symphonic lead vocals. Well, that puts them right at the exact time frame as Nightwish and Within Temptation. Those two bands get the credit, but Edenbridge never does. Well, why is that the case? I mean, sometimes life isn't fair. These things happen. But they talked about that in the DVD. So the band recorded a full album, and they sent it out to various record labels here and there. And it was rejected. No one, no one thought it was an interesting sound. No one liked it. They thought, you know, the, the operatic female vocals and metal was just a weird mix. And so the band couldn't get a record deal. Now, it happened. Concurrently, all of a sudden, Within Temptation gets big and Nightwish explodes. And all of a sudden, the record labels are like, oh, we need our Nightwish now. Because, you know, let's face it, record labels do have an eye for commercial prospects. And if a sound is popular and people say, hey, I want to hear more of this, then bands start to create that sound, record labels start to finance it, and you get more and more bands. So what was happening is uh, labels are starting to say, well, we need our our Nightwish because we can make a lot of money and we can make a lot of records. And so... On the DVD, Nightwish has said, so they resubmitted the exact same album that they had reco- had done in, recorded in 97 and put out in 98 to the record label. And the record label says, oh, yeah, this is great. So 
the copyright date on the record says year 2000, which is technically true when it was signed. They were signed to Massacre Records and put out their first records, but the band had been kicking around doing their thing for at least four years prior. And they don't get credit for it. And hey, that's the way life is sometimes, like I said. So now, why do I go on about Eden, Eden Bridge? Well, I think that of all the the wonderful female vocalists we're hearing tonight, is Sabine Edelsbacher is, is probably my favorite. Uh, I don't know why I just latched onto her voice, her style. I like the band a lot. I've bought everything they've ever done. They've never had a, a wavering in quality, in my opinion. And it's just something about her tone, her delivery... You know, we're talking about shades of gray here, but uh, you would get to help be the judge as well on this one. So we're going to go back to uh, the very first Eden Bridge album, Sunrise in Eden, from the year 2000 on Massacre Records. And we're going to hear Cheyenne Spirit. And starting uh, following that, we're going to go to their second album called Arcana. And that one came out in 2001 on Massacre Records. And we're going to hear a song from them called The Fly on a Rainbow Dream, which is also one of my very very favorite songs by the band. So I hope you enjoy it. And then that'll take us to the end of the sort of the big three. And that'll take us pretty close to 2 a.m. And then we're going to explore some more uh, some more great bands. So let's do it. This is Eden Bridge, Cheyenne Spirit, and Fly on a Rainbow Dream here on Megawatt Mayhem.
That is Fly on a Rainbow Dream by Edenbridge. And before that, we heard Cheyenne Spirit from their debut album, Sunrise in Eden. And that takes us to two-thirds of the way through this episode of Megawatt Mayhem already here on CGSW 90.9 FM in the city of Calgary. What a great show it's been as we trace the history of uh, female operatic soprano vocals in heavy metal. Coming up in an hour, Catherine in Nightmare Delirium will be joining us. And she's, uh, I know, getting excited for the big ministry concert coming up on the 5th. I know there's a lot of crossover fans in, our, in this show who are looking forward to that as well. Don't forget to check out all the fine programs here on CGSW, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have a lot of metal-friendly shows as well. You can go to the website and check out our program guide and learn all about them. All right, so now here we are, and we've established over time this is becoming a popular subgenre. It's kind of got a name, it has a style, it has a theme, it's recognized, and bands start coming out of the woodwork. It's great. So we're going to look at uh, three influential regional scenes in sort of the late 90s, early 2000s. We're going to be looking at Norway for three songs, the Netherlands for three songs, and Germany for three songs. And that should take us pretty close to the end of the program. So let's start with Norway. So following up on the Pioneer's Dismal Euphony, who we heard back at the beginning, uh, well, the middle of the show, so to speak, we're going to hear three bands, Sins of Thy Beloved, Tristania, and Cyrenia. So at this point, uh, the stage is set, and like I said, this was a great time to be a music fan. I, all of these bands, I have many, many CDs, most of their, all of their catalogs, most of all of their catalogs. I just embrace this sound as a fan, and we've played a lot of these bands over the years on Megawatt Mayhem, but this is about International Women's Day, and so we're kind of paying tribute to, to these vocalists. So working backwards in this three-song set from Sirenia, we're going to go back to their uh, debut album at sixes and sevens. It was released in 2002 on Napalm Records. And uh, the vocalist was Fabienne Gondemin. And we're going to hear her on the song Sister Nightfall. In the middle of this three-song set, we're going to hear from Tristania. Yeah, 1998 Napalm Records again. The debut album was called Widow's Weeds, and we're going to hear a song from them called Pale Enchantress, featuring the vocals of Vibke, or Vibek, excuse me, Vibek Stang. You have to apologize for my pronunciation. And starting off, Sins of Thy Beloved, also 1998, Napalm Records. So you see with trend happening, right? Napalm Records is a new label. Like, we really like this gothic, operatic, female, symphonic style mixed in with our death metal and our black metal. Uh, so there's some good heavy stuff coming up. So from Sins of Thy Beloved, their debut album was called Lake of Sorrows. Came out in 98 on Napalm, like I said. And the vocals of Anita Ugland are on display here. And from that record, we're going to hear a song called All Alone. So let's enjoy three pioneering bands from Norway in the subgenre as we continue our epic journey across the ages here in Megawatt Mayhem.
that's Sister Nightfall with Fabienne on vocals from Sirenia. Uh, Vibeck on vocals with Pale Enchantress from Tristania. And the band Sins of Thy Beloved starting us all off with the track All Alone and Anita on vocals. All of those on Napalm Records. And that's kind of a little snapshot of what was going on in Norway with the operatic female-fronted scene. And let's continue on now. We're going to go uh, a little bit south to the Netherlands, or Holland, if you prefer. And these bands were following in the footsteps of uh, Pioneers Within Temptation, who we heard earlier from tonight. In this three-song set, we're going to hear from Imperia, Epica, and After Forever. Imperia's debut came out back in 2004, and it was called The Ancient Dance of Katech. Uh, featuring none other than Helena Mickelson on vocals. And Sirenia have become quite a big band in their own right, even though starting a little later in the game. And we're going to hear a track from the debut called Mordor. Then we're going to, in the middle of this three-song set, we're going to hear from Epica. Again, arguably one of the largest bands of this style. We're going back to their debut album, The Phantom Agony, which came out in 2003 on Transmission Records featuring Simone Simons on vocals, which is really cool. And we're going to hear a track called Cry for the Moon. And starting off this three-song set, uh, inextricably linked with Epica is After Forever. I mean, the band sort of uh, After Forever kind of morphed into Epica. And so for After Forever, going back to the year 2000, we're going to hear uh, their transmission record label debut called Prison of Desire. And we're going to hear a song called Black Tomb. And this features the vocals of Floor Janssen. Uh, of course, she went on to later fame in Greater Heights with Nightwish. And interesting side note, uh, After Forever, the debut album featured a young American singer by the name of Amanda Somerville on backing vocals on this one. And she is uh, now, well, high, highly demand session singer as well as doing her own Ina project and things like that. Uh, so an, uh, an early American entry into the style for sure. So After Forever, Epica and Imperia, all from the Netherlands, three song set. Uh, let's continue on now our journey, the Songbirds of Metal, here on Megawatt Mayhem.
That's the dying sounds of Imperia and the song Mordor from their album The Ancient Dance of Katesh, featuring Helena Mickelson on vocals. Before that, Epica, Cry for the Moon, with Simone Simons on vocals and starting us off after Forever, and Floor Janssen on vocals with a track called Black Tomb. All right, we have just enough time to pack in three more songs. Catherine and Nightmare Delirium on deck next. So we're going to go to Germany and do a three-song set. We're going to hear from Midnight Saul, Leaves Eyes, and Zandria. So working backwards, Midnight Saul, we're going to go to their debut album, Where Twilight Dwells. This was released in Napalm Records back in 2005, but a, a, a song had origins back in as early as 2003 on their early demo. And the song we're going to hear is called Dancing with the Midnight Sun. And uh, this uh, features the vocals of uh, Carmen Elise Espinese, who is the sister of Liv Christine, who we heard earlier this evening. And we're going to hear it again in a moment because she's also the singer. Liv is the singer of Leaves Eyes. In 2004, that was her new band uh, and was snapped up by Napalm Records and they released their debut album called Lovelorn. And despite being German, they definitely have a Norwegian flair, a lot of um, lyrics and uh, song styles from Norway. And so we're going to hear a song from them called Norwegian Love Song from the Germans. And starting off, Zandria. Yeah, going back, way back to their early demo in 97. This was sung by Nicole Tobian. Although I couldn't actually find it online. It's a pretty rare demo. I don't have it myself. So uh, they reworked it, the song, into the ever-sleeping single back in 03 on their debut uh, album under Drakkar. I know that's a hell of a lot of information to digest in the middle of the night. But all you need to know is that uh, Lisa Chapaus, the singer of Xandria at the time, and we're going to hear a track for them called So Sweet. And so sweet it has been tonight. I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our International Women's Day Spotlight and all these fine vocalists. And now we're going to finish off a triple shot of German bands. Hope you enjoyed Songbirds of Metal. Next week we're going to be doing a cutting-edge episode. And join us then, and we will see you next time. Stay tuned for Nightmare Delirium up next.
You're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, at the University of Calgary campus radio station, located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territory.